The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. It's not too late for the Cowboys to bring back Jason Garrett. Welcome to a playoffs edition of Sorry We Love Football, the show that refuses to believe a game between the Colts and Jags took place last Sunday. Did that happen? I'm oh. NFC East champion, Daniel Hardigan. That's right. I'm a part of the Eagles. I've kept my cool and calm, collected approach all damn season long, and now it's time to fucking gloat and celebrate. Uh, as always, I'm joined by a man who's who owes Ryan Fitzpatrick a sexual favor, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Oh, yeah, just coasting through Wild Card Weekend. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I got the bye. Are you going to suck Ryan Fitzpatrick's off or not? Are you going to give him the Fitz magic or no? He deserves it. He deserves a collective dick-sucking from every single fan at Arrowhead. I don't know how you could work that out, but, you know, Brett Veach, our GM, is a, is a pretty smart guy. I think he can, he can organize that. <laughs> And, uh, and lastly, as always, we got a man who's enjoying day two of the Ron Rivera era in Washington. Skins fan Jamel Johnson. I don't know if I'm happier about that or just the feel of land. Oh, yeah. Back from the cruise. Dude. I oh, yeah. Was How was the cruise? It was pretty cool. I mean, I obviously was beginning to lose my mind about day, day four. I started to crack, uh, but we got out of there unscathed. Uh, Carnival Cruises keeps hitting me with uh, fraudulent charges, though. It's a real, <laughs> that boat shit is a real racket. Uh, but on a side note, a ton of Chiefs fans. Hell yeah. Every deck, every day, there was a guy in a Mahomes jersey. A different guy. Same. Well, it's international waters. Anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the show. Danny, hit us. What would you hate about watching football this week? Uh, what I hated this week and, you know, more to the point for the next few weeks is that Jamel Johnson is not going to be able to participate in all of the postseason fun. Yeah, that's not, we don't have to. The reindeer games. Look, it's sad. It, I know that you don't want it. I know you, you would rather just, you've coasted through the season, not really feeling anything and you've allowed your apathy to crystallize and become part of you but honestly like it sucks for me and hardigan and those of our listeners who love you who count on your your you know depressing takes to get us through the weeks now you're just kind of you don't even give a fuck about football anymore you've moved on to women's basketball and i guess men's and women's soccer yeah and it's just sad you know i have it's, started it's, yeah I it's like because my bad the, the well, you go. I was just going to say. Throw, we got to hear from the man himself. I finally start. I did start watching some women's college. I'm getting ready for the WNBA draft right now. But um, that's not true. I'm back in the Titans. 
Oh, okay. Well, good. Because, you know, the, the whole point is to, to keep your fantasy going, right? You need something to hold on to. And I feel like you could back the Titans. I get that. You've been, you've been telling us about Mike Vrabel all year. And we've, we've listened to it, you know, not fully believing that you weren't, that you were totally on board with them, but they are officially in the playoffs. It just sucks that Hardigan's entire team goes on IR and Wentz has to summon the power of snake Jesus to help the Eagles sneak into the wildcard weekend. And now he gets to feel like, Oh, anything can happen. And, you know, of course I'm sitting back with a cocktail, just watching all these teams beat each other's asses for the right to come in arrowhead and get their dicks kicked in. (laughs) So we can all have the Ravens Chiefs final we want, but you, Jamel, you, you know, if you're if you're really going to stand the Titans, if that's really your game, then you know maybe you're maybe you're here with us. But can I just can I offer you a bandwagon, a seat on the Chiefs bandwagon? We all know where the Eagles are going. Hop on board the Chiefs train. Let's have some home style fun. Everybody on the cruise is doing it. Yeah, it's true. And look, let let's be honest. Um, when the Titans eventually blow a fourth quarter lead to the Patriots, I will be on the Chiefs train. Probably got a nice back seat in the shuttle. You know what I'm saying? I'll I'll be there. There's so always is, space in the shuttle. So this is official. Jamel, Chiefs bandwagon once the Titans lose on Saturday. Yes. I love it. And you're right, Danny. You're absolutely this is like being punched by the Phoenix. It's like getting the invite to that that exclusive party. And you know what? And you're looking around. And you're like, how the hell is Hardigan at this party? But guess what? I, I'm fucking there, man. You can't take yeah. it away from me. And it does suck that Jamel's not there. But we're going to sneak him in the back. And we're all going to have a good time. I mean, football is always fun. Playoff football, hotter than, hotter than ever. But uh, it is, it's, you know, we, we started this journey week one with stars in our eyes, believing that maybe could something could happen, that we would all be in the playoffs together, celebrating football in all of its majesty. And then by week two, it was over for Jamel. So it just feels yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. Jamel, what did you hate about watching football this week? Honestly, guys, I loved watching football this week. Oh, boy. I hated nothing. As a Redskins fan, this is the best week of the year when we can finally let go fully. Um, I watched the entire Cowboys game and felt nothing inside <laughs> myself. Um, even when Dak stiff-armed our starting free safety in the mouth through the turf of Jerry World, <laughs> I felt fine. I had a smile on my face because I knew that the game would end soon and I could finally be free. And as a tradition of the Johnson house, we all get to pick a playoff team once the skins are done. I'm backing the Titans, which is a little different from our usual tree. Usually it goes black coach, black quarterback, <laughs> then then do whatever you want. But I've been backing the Titans since day one. I'm really excited to see what they do. Um, and then also, you know, like whenever the Redskins change regimes, it's always – it's. This is the only time I get to really be happy is the off season. I'm in D.C. currently. I took a Lyft ride this morning when I dropped the rental car off. Guy was wearing a Redskins hat. We start talking football. It's like the optimism is crazy. It's one day after their season's over. And it's, this, it's so dumb and wrong. And <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And it's going to go so bad. This Ron dude's Rivera like, is this going dude's to like oh, it's going to be bad. Rivera's a football guy. He knows that football is not that complicated. 
and we don't need to do all that cute shit. We just need to go three yards a pop straight forward. We need to move the team back to D.C. We shouldn't be in Landover anymore. Yeah, Ron Extend Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Ron Rivera is going to rent a U-Haul and move the team back to D.C. by himself. This is what this dude wanted. No, it's all true, son. And that's on a side note. I was listening to the game. I don't know if that's a D.C. thing, but we do love three yards in a cloud of dust. That's, uh, yeah. that's Dude, the guy, this guy was glowing about Redskins football, and his only – play he cited was a three-yard rush so it is different here yeah DC yeah is we, different yeah uh week 17 and a half is our favorite week <laughs> well and you know i understand i mean people are paying attention to what's going on with the redskins now and it's your own version of anything can happen ours is the playoffs yours <laughs> yeah ours is just five years it's just being in the first commercial break of get up <laughs> That's our dream. That's all we ever wanted was to just be in the first break. Side note, I like the Rivera hiring. I mean, you know, they they got rid of him in Carolina, whatever. I mean, he, he got them to a Super Bowl three years ago, but, you know, shit fell apart as it does. Wouldn't you like a couple of years before things fall apart? I think he can give you two years before shit falls apart. One um, he at least good one. Like a, he seems like a guy who at least has an understanding of what defense is. Yeah, and you have a defense. You have a kind fine. of a defense. Hey, so elements. And we we can't keep a DB on the field. That's our biggest problem, and hey. it, it has been for a while. And congratulations, uh, Bruce Allen. Gone. That's bigger. Uh-huh. We we wanted Bruce dumbass out. He needs to go sell some cars and get out of everybody's face, dude. No way. I can't believe he had that job for 10 years. Well, just like Jamel loves that his season is over, this is also the thing I hate this week, is the fact that the regular season has come to an end. There's so much I'm going to miss. As I've gone over all year, I'm going to miss football in Oakland. I'm going to miss Anthony Lynn press conferences, Minshew mania, skin hilarity, Jay Gruden blasting cigs and viral videos, Des Bryant tweeting bullshit, Baker Mayfield commercials, Duck Rudolph getting hit in the fucking head with a helmet. Duck OJ Rudolph. Simpson. Duck Rudolph. It's one dude now. They're both the same guy. <laughs> OJ Simpson checking in every week. I mean, oh, guys, he'll be back now. Oh, he's, yeah. You think OJ's missing the playoffs? Stop it. <laughs> guys, it was a fun regular season. A lot of team seasons now done. And, uh, you know, it's just, I want to bid them all farewell. I know I kind of do this all the time, too. I was sad about the Raiders leaving Oakland, but, uh, it's always a little bit sad when, when a regular season campaigns come to an end. So, uh, you know, a farewell to all the teams that didn't make it. It's very fair. Although you said Anthony Lynn press conferences, uh, that's going to keep going, right? He didn't get fired. No, but they're not firing him. I, I'm going to miss him apologizing to the city of Los Angeles every loss. Well, we, he, we have to wait another year. He has year to own that shit. <laughs> all right. Look, now that we're waxing poetic, it is the end of the year. That When we're recording this, it's December 31st. It's New Year's Eve. So, you know, I guess you could have done some resolutions, but we're going to do some year-end awards. And, give. And, you know, we watched a full season of football. We, we covered it on this show. We've enjoyed doing it. And so each of us put together a few awards that we're going to hand out to a, a team, a player, a coach, and uh, – yeah, Danny, do you want to jump in and do the first one? 
Yeah, sure. And I think we kind of touched on this in the opening, but I just wanted to give out my first award entitled the Nick Foles Award. (laughs) And this is for the QB who can't really play, but has a big fat dick. (laughs) And it's actually a tie between the aforementioned Ryan Fitzpatrick. Thank you so much, Fitzmagic, for throwing that fucking dart in the back of the end zone to Mike Gesicki beating the Patriots, killing a dynasty in the process, freeing us all from the shackles of their constant bullshit. It's almost over. I think the Titans are going to wax them, actually, so Jamel's going to have another week to feel good until the Ravens ultimately end whatever hopes he might have. But, but that one game turned the entire last 20 years, turned the page on that shit, and now... It's the Chiefs' time. You can feel it. That fucking two seed means everything. And so I got to give that big dick award to Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I'm also going to have him share it with Matt Moore. Getting us through a couple of weeks. (laughs) Obviously, you can't play. But the, the, the size of that fucking hog on you to be able to come in, beat the Vikings, keep us afloat, and make that two seed happen in his own way. Two shitty quarterbacks came together so that Mahomes could thrive. This is uh, th- this is an award that that should be given out every year because there there is always a shitty quarterback who does something. I got two. Matt Moore, listener of the show, thanks for and so he's gonna he's gonna enjoy that. Uh, hey, big dick, Matt. That's what they should call him. We're done with Nick. He, all, he doesn't even start. He doesn't. He's done. All mine. All my year-end awards are weirdly based on 80s movies, the titles anyway. So I'm just going to start. I got the Terminator Award. Goes to Doug Peterson for terminating all three of his divisional rivals' jobs. Jason Garrett, Pat Shermer, and Jay Gruden, and now Bill Callahan. You're all fired. Doug's here. And I'm just going to say, you love to see it. We just fucking ruined all of our our rivals' organizations. And uh, Hey, you don't get to count Bill Callahan. He wasn't fired. I'm counting him. No way. He wasn't brought back. Hey, he was an interim coach. He's <laughs> he was a, a middle grandpa. reliever, dude. He was the count. warm. He was a grandpa sitting fireside, just keeping the seat warm for Ron Rivera. But he got he. They didn't invite him back. By the way, uh, the meeting as of December 31st, when we're taping this, the meeting with Jason Garrett is completed and no decision has been made. Just insane. What are they doing? Just because he's walking around (laughs) saying goodbye to everybody and thanking everyone for their years of working with him doesn't mean he's been fired. Come on, man. You can't. You think Mr. Burns would just like boot Smithers out of the building? (laughs) You don't think he'd let Smithers get a little goodbye lap? Yeah, me and this Lyft driver shared a hearty laugh over Jason Garrett uh, earlier today. So thank you, Jerry Jones, for keeping him on staff for another couple of days. <laughs> it gives Eagles fans hope for next season. It's delightful. It's quite delightful. Jamel, you got any awards? I got a couple. I mean, I got a little halfy. Uh, first, I'd like to give the um, Mac Brown uh, coach who dances after the team wins award. To Bill Belichick, actually. Whoa. I, hmm. I noticed there's a couple dudes with dreads and they're blonde now. I just I don't remember the Patriots ever being allowed to have personality. <laughs> That's why they lost. Yeah. <laughs> They've lost their way. Yeah, it was a little wild. 
And uh, I will continue the dread themed awards, best dreads. Derrick Henry, come on, man. Yeah. He's got a goddamn yeah. he's got a goddamn green goblin weapon back that's there. A, that's a spear. That's like Bowser's tail. That shit'll whip you. It's very good. And I hope he stabs Bill Belichick in the chest with it. <laughs> Could you potentially freeze your dreadlocks before a game, get them nice <laughs> and hard and pointy? <laughs> if you've got the money. Yeah, you can I mean, blast freeze anything. What's illegal? What's what's against the rules about that? <laughs> also, we still haven't figured out if a dog's allowed to play football. No, we haven't. That that Not needs to be in the rule book. We won't um, know I, until Ron Rivera is eventually fired. Then we'll find <laughs> that's yeah. I mean but you know what? If he's if he's really the innovator you guys need, maybe he should be listening to this podcast. Facts. Uh I got an, another award here, the Uncut Gem Award. Uh, just watch that movie. This is a team that bet big, thought they had it. Now they're fucked forever. That's going to the LA Rams, signing Jalen Ramsey, giving away Peters for barely anything. No first rounders till 2022. Goff, 110 million guaranteed. Gurley with arthritis. Everyone else in the division is better. And you found out your coach isn't that great. You're dead. All right, should we just start blasting through these things? I got a couple I, of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, toss, I got one more, too, so we'll toss them out. All right, let's go with the Trading Places Award. I, I'm doing 80s movies. Did Brett Favre switch places with Jameis Winston? Is this a body swap? I mean, this dude's so fucking fun to watch the last eight weeks of this season. He's the first to join the 30-30 club. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Did Clinched it on the last throw of the season, throwing a pick six in overtime to lose the Falcons. Just great stuff. Thank you, Jameis slash Brett Favre. I don't know who's in there, but thank you. Do you keep Jameis? That's a big question. Bruce Arians had a hilarious quote. He was just like, if we can win with this guy, we can win with anybody. Which is hilarious, but it also kind of indicates that he doesn't like Jameis that much. And that makes me worried because we got to keep seeing Jameis. We got to keep Jameis. I mean, what? Bears? Who Who do you send him to that makes any sense? I don't mind the Bears. The Bears have committed to Mitch Trubisky next year, I saw something that the GM said, he's our guy. Pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. That is dumb. So that puts me... And what a weird quarterback room that would be if you kept both of them. (laughs) Jamel, you got one? Uh, I'd like to give the uh, Real World Road Rules Challenge (laughs) Sexual Tension Award (laughs) to Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Uh, one of them wants to kiss the other one, and I don't know which it is. But oh, oh OBJ's kiss. the hot one. Yeah, I he's mean, for he's, sure the hot. He's one. the one you pine for. He's the Timothy Chalamet. And uh, Jarvis Landry played better this season, trying to show off for Odell, who just couldn't be bothered to show up for half the games. So it seems like Jarvis wants to kiss Odell. Mm. Well, I hope they bless him. Out. He wants to bless him. <laughs> Yeah, they should stay together. Uh, be blessed. Be free. Uh, don't leave Cleveland, guys. Stay together. Work it out. Hold hands more often. Stay together for the kids. Of, Fact. They got rid of John Dorsey, so maybe maybe New World in Cleveland for the 20th time. Uh, yeah, you just can't hope. I know, we've had a couple of Cleveland Browns fans come and join the pod. Whatever they said was meaningless. Go back and listen to that those podcasts. Oh, those guys. and just listen to a bunch of jargon that uh, that makes you know, an absolute no sense. Yeah. falling out. Yeah, it's yeah. just a trap door, as always. Um, my final award 
is the Kid Rock Award. <laughs> and this is the award for the player that you want to hate, but then you just feel bad thinking about how depressing their life has become. <laughs> and this goes to Derek Carr. Oh, no. Uh, we were just uh, talking about the, the Raiders. I mean, he, you know, he's a starting NFL QB. Kid Rock's a rock star. You think they got it made. They're, they're you know, Kid Rock, obviously, big Trump guy, kind of a douchebag. Derek Carr, <laughs> Oakland Raiders fan, I can't be, or Oakland Raiders QB, can't be in on that. But also, he looks like a dork on hard knocks. His coach won't commit to him after a 7-9 and nine season. Sending the Oakland Coliseum off with a loss and then getting nachoed. Then in the last game, he tries to go for pride, makes this long drive comeback gets him within a point of tying it up against the Broncos in Denver goes for the two point conversion to salvage some glory out of the season and fucks it up, blows it, <laughs> loses that last game. And now no one is even throwing your name around as a potential quarterback that other shitty teams with bad quarterbacks who need quarterbacks could use. That's bad. And he, I found this one last stat. Derek Carr, first six seasons of his career, 55 games lost. The only other quarterback who has lost that many, lost the only other quarterback who's even close, lost 56 games in his first six seasons. That was David Carr. <laughs> How fucking sad is that? What a sad Thanksgiving that is. <laughs> the just, losing is brothers of, of all the, time. Exactly. It's like if Joe C had like uh, had you know a, a, an arena career for a little while, and now he's I don't know. I mean, Joe C's dead. He whatever. Not a great analogy. Our <laughs> brothers are like Kid Rock and Joe C in some way. Just put it together on your own. I can't believe it took eighteen weeks for Joe C to come up on this show. Got but, uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. I'm gonna run through three quick, three quick ones. I got a uh, all '80s movies still. Lost Boys Award goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Believe it or not, 2010 through 2019, the worst 10-year stretch of their franchise history. Just two playoff wins, five postseason appearances. Jason Garrett was a part of all of it. Team's very talented. Obviously, they suck. They find a way to blow it every year. It's awesome. Um, we got the Nightmare on Elm Street Award. Goes to Freddie Kitchens. You know, he's been banished back to the boiler room. Go haunt some other franchise. And then lastly, the Rocky Three Award, the Miami Dolphins. They lost 43-0 to zero to the Patriots at home earlier this year. That's Clubber Lang beating Rocky earlier in the movie. And then their second matchup, the Dolphins did what Rocky did. They just found a way to win, and you love to see it. That was awesome. I've been, saying, I've been singing Brian Flores' praise all season long, so it's nice to uh, see him finish strong. You know, I like that guy. One of the great five-win seasons of all time, the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Hey, they've been four and five the last couple weeks. Four and five the last nine weeks. And that's as good as the Pats in I think the it was, division. I think better, weirdly. Yeah. Or as good, yeah. Uh, my lastie, swasty, uh, the shit-inning Grand Award. I got to give it to my man Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. He just, he's fucking hot. And they fucking stole that game in Seattle. And he's running around the field cheesing. And he's fucking porn stars. And who knows if he even has a dick. He doesn't even care. Hey, you don't need a dick to play QB. It doesn't really seem to make you that much better. 
I think that's it true. Just, you know, it, it helps you come up clutch in certain situations. Good city to not have a deck in. Fair. Uh, let's preview these playoff games. We got four. This is wild card weekend. We've been, like Danny said, we've been uh, eyeballing this, the postseason all year long. Both of our teams made it. We knew Washington wasn't going to show up, but yeah. okay. Let's start Saturday, one thirty early game. Bills at Texans. I, for one, legitimately excited to see Josh Allen in the playoffs. He sells out most plays in the regular season. So I expect him to be diving, hurtling, fucking backflipping. This dude's going to do anything he can to win. Cool. <laughs> he still isn't that good. And that's the problem, I think. I mean, you're right. He is going to probably dive for a first down that, you know, any running back could have gotten. And he's probably going to scramble off of a bad read and, you know, end up uh, gaining 25 yards just out of his ass. But, you know, the dude just uh, – the dude. I don't know if he's playoff ready. This is his first playoff game. Deshaun's been there before. It feels like the QB comparison is, is nowhere close. It's not. But I'm going to sneak one more award in here. The Texans get the weird science award. They're the only team in the playoffs who has a negative point differential this season. They have completely look like shit from one week to the next, and then they'll go beat the Patriots. We don't know which team's going to show up. They've been blown out at home. They've won on the road. The Texans, good luck fucking predicting what they're going to do. I hate watching the Texans in the playoffs, and I wish them nothing but ill will. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. They're always jerking around the the wild card weekend, and maybe they make it the divisional sometimes, but they are just never good in the playoffs. And that might sound hypocritical coming from a Chiefs fan, but we're better now. Everything's fixed. (laughs) And so now we can focus on the Texans and how bad they are in the playoffs. Predictions. We're going to predict these playoff games. I know we kind of did a little bit of that in the beginning of the regular season. We realized you don't have to predict every game. But in the playoffs, we're going to put these things on record. I'll start. I'm going upset. I'm saying Bills over Texans, 27-23. Yeah, give me the Billies. Whoa. Somebody's going to die in Buffalo. Let's go. They're talking about Will Fuller being day-to-day, by the way. He has that groin injury, and he always has something. Something's always going on with that dude. And it is different because actually in the game when he was playing against the Chiefs, he had two dropped touchdown passes. He was wide open. And he really does make a difference for Watson to have somebody else to throw to. Because, like, who else is even on that fucking team that's good besides D-Hop? And uh, their defense might get J.J. Watt back. So, I don't – I mean, I think five years ago that would have been huge. And now it's, like, fine. Um, And so, with that all said, shitting on the Texans, I just don't think the Bills have it. Playing in Houston against a good quarterback – with a first-time playoff QB and not much offense to speak of and a defense that kind of looked a little soft against a shitty Pats offense. I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the one contrarian here. Go Texans. I mean, yeah, I feel like we're being the contrarians. I don't know who thinks the Bills is really going to win this game, but. Bro, I got two words for you. Cole Beasley. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, believe that. Playoff rap. Yeah, who's going to who's going to shine big in this game? Cole Beasley or Duke Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
stars the, come out on the, Saturday. The point is, this game sucks. Yeah, dude, they, they always really give sucks. the Texans this Saturday early game, and it's always bad. Uh, it's disrespectful, it, and and I like it. This slot is disrespectful, disrespectful, but hey, they earned it. They are always boring. Uh, I think the Bills are somewhat more interesting than this team. That's why I kind of want them to go further. So we'll see. I just think, I, I mean, if they do it right, they, Cole Beasley is an X fact. Like, he's the perfect receiver in, like, a game where you just need to, like, you know, kind of game manage. It's all about field position. You just need a dude to just do eight-yard crosses all game. Yeah. This your guy. All right. You guys are very traumatized, both of you, by Cole Beasley being a Dallas Cowboys great. <laughs> <laughs> he, pro- he probably is their best player of the decade. Oh if this God. was their worst decade, he was their best player. Isn't that – it's so bizarre to me. I like, But record-wise, I know they've had a few appearances or whatever, but somehow this is Dallas's worst re- uh, tenure stretch ever, which is just awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, two AFC games on Saturday, which is – a little different than I remember. That is wacky. They're giving the Pats it's... this night slot. I think they're trying to help the Patriots a little bit because the Patriots at home at night feels a little bit different than during the day. Get on your feet, football fans. Exactly. For on the, So we got Titans at Patriots uh, Saturday, 5.15 p.m. Uh, Mike Vrabel, he knows New England very well. He played there for Bill Belichick for a long time. Belichick's now 12-12 and 12 versus former assistant coaches. I mean, this Titans team is dangerous. Tannehill knows the Pats from his time with the Dolphins. Derrick Henry's legitimately terrifying to match up against. The defense is playing with swagger. Um, I mean, with all that being said, I'm picking New England. I, I I don't know how we can bury this team this early. Well, no, because you know they're they're they got the they got the whole league. They have the entire cartel of the NFL working for them. Yes. So some bullshit is going to take place, and they'll win. But it's going to look bad. Their defense is not what it was a month ago. Yeah, I mean, it's not clearly. They stink. They not the. I mean, the team in general. The team in general stinks. I agree. The defense is about is like solid, and the offense is bad. The defense is fine. The defense is 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 good in this, but you know you can have a good defense and not be able to cover you know good receivers or deal with handle really good quarterbacks. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to say Ryan Tannehill, who according to Jamel now is honorarily black. Oh yeah. Uh, he is not a good quarterback or not an, <laughs> uh, a top tier quarterback, but he's good. He, like, he's playing really well. This is the team. I didn't want us to have to see. That's right. In wild yeah. card weekend. I mean, it's all they, about the nerves. It, you know, the, a part of the Patriots success is the mystique. So people, I feel like teams go in there and they're thinking way too hard about like what to do and like trying to play perfect, and it, and it starts to. So as long as like he's loose, they're gonna give the Patriots everything they can fucking handle. And still, it was also it was tempting for me after watching us beat the Pats in Foxborough the way we did, which was not lighting up the scoreboard and having to you know chase points with them. It was interesting to. It was tempting for me to see that game and think, "Oh, the Pats are done." Then, but I didn't. I was still scared of them. But this Dolphins thing—it's the end. Let's finally just say it's the end. They're not good. Brady's old. He can't carry him. Edelman's hurt. Their line sucks. 
their receivers aren't good and Brady doesn't trust him. Bill Belichick can't do everything from his fucking little sideline area, grumbling at everyone, telling everybody not to eat, you know, whatever strawberries and work (laughs) out on, you know, an hour earlier than every other team so they can be harder and angrier. It's like he watched Coach (laughs) Carter too many fucking times and thought tough love is, is the only thing that works on people. He sucks. He's not good enough to make this team good. And the defense isn't going to stop the top. I actually can't, I can't rebuke anything Danny has said here. I mean, these are all facts, but the, the, the fact that the, the Patriots game plan better than probably any team of all time. Game plan. Get out of here. Yeah. Film plan. Yes. They can, whether that means cheating, whether that means knowing their opponent in any way possible, that's why the teams look so stifled when they come to play against the Patriots, especially in the playoffs. Well, Derrick Henry is the type of back where that doesn't matter. You would, yeah, look, man, nothing would make me happier than to see this Titans team come in and just fucking blow out. And like Danny said, end this bullshit reign of terror that we've been a part of for the last 20 years. That would be amazing. I know what I Um, fucking hated. Who's that fucking, uh, that Patriots assistant every year, his name is brought up for some fucking head coaching job. Was it uh, McDaniels. Adams? Yeah, McDaniels. 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 Yeah. I hate him and I hate his stupid face. Yo, go to Europe, bro. <laughs> hey, did you guys see Mike Rabel uh, screaming at somebody on the sideline? He said, I don't even know who you are. Who the fuck is that dickwad? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Amazing. That's the kind of heat you need to be able to take down Belichick. You know, he's very calm and collected. You need a Vrabel to get hot and get mad and, you know, break the cycle and then lose yeah. the following week. So we don't they're, have to play. No, they're going to they're gonna lose on some shit. You guys ever seen um, Seven Days in Hell? You know that fucking Lonely Island? Oh, yeah. You remember that part when David Copperfield appears on dude's shoulders? <laughs> That's what's about to happen to the fucking Titans. You watch. All right. I got, I got Patriots over Titans 33 to 20. Uh, I have Titans uh, 28 to 20, but then the refs are going to change the score after the game is over, <laughs> and it'll be Patriots 29-28. I believe that this is going to be a solid, clean win for the Titans. All that mystique bullshit, they're going to, you know, it's done. Everybody's coming in there in the past thinking that you're like Jamel said, that they have to be perfect, that there's some kind of aura around the place. It's just a dumb place full of dumb fucks. And if you go in there and just do what you want to do and Derrick Henry's fucking good and A.J. Brown's fucking great, I think this is 27-13. Ooh. I think it's, I, it's, man. it's bordering on a blowout. I think maybe I, it's a last-minute touchdown that puts them out of reach. Maybe it's more like 23-13 and it's a field goal, something like that. But it's like it could be a blowout type of deal. It's a, it's a Titans in control all the way kind of game. And then sad-ass Brady has to go home and fuck his supermodel wife like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you idiot. Okay. Okay. Hey, Sunday games, NFC, uh, wild card slate, the early game, 10 a.m., Vikings at Saints. Uh, I think the first angle here is Kirk Cousins just has everything to prove. The Vikings have lost two home games in a row. They looked terrible closing out the season last year. 
I mean, Cousins can silence a lot of critics by coming out and having a great performance. This is kind of his 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 shot. This is it for him. But he dude. needs critics. No, everybody. Kirk loves What's having that? critics. If he's going to silence those critics forever, how is he going to get the juice that he needs to win some games? <laughs> well, last year he kind of got to sneak out and be like, ah, oh, we, we lost in week 17, so I don't even have to deal with the playoff pressure. You can't hide anymore. You're the only game on. We're all watching you. And you have to go into New Orleans, who I think is the safest bet of the week. I mean, I'm actually surprised that they're playing in the wild card round. I had to go look at it. They're 13 and three. Just if they would have, you know, somehow pulled off that Niners game, they're 14 and two with the number one seed. A couple plays go back and forth. They're hosting a 13 and three wild card round game. The Saints are clicking on all cylinders. I mean, Peyton and Breeze are super experienced. It's so hard to win in the Superdome. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is just going to look like shit. And I think this is the, the one blowout of the weekend. Well, secretly, Saints Vikings is. NFC playoffs, like, yeah, there's a lot of history yeah. of this game. Okay, two years ago, Minneapolis Miracle, yeah. where you have fucking Case Keenum throwing to Diggs for the last second touchdown, which stunned everybody. And then 10 years ago, and no, never mind, I was thinking about the, um, yeah, that's the one that's the big one. The one with Favre, where uh, the Greg Williams was literally trying to kill Brett Favre, right? That's the one, yeah, Favre. On the road, probably one of the best Favre seasons he ever had when he was like 39 years Minnesota old. Minnesota Brett is my favorite football player. Aside dude, from Daryl Green, and but still. That dude took more of a beating than I think I've seen another player take in a football game and kept coming back and then threw the worst interception I've ever seen to lose it's, the game. It's a rough life when you're really a gunslinger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is like – this is an obvious blowout because – Kirk Cousins doesn't even have the receivers that he had during those games. I mean, he Thielen's like, they're there, but they're not good as they used to be. I mean, fucking Thielen fucked my fantasy season all up and down. Oh, yeah. He remembered he was white at the wrong time. It was really unfortunate. Yeah. And Cole Beasley playing like a black guy, killing it. So I just don't understand. I mean, if we're doing the race thing, of course, yeah, we're we don't have to keep that going. We can End cut the, that. But... No, nah, double down. Well, I'm in. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook hasn't played in a few weeks. I think he's returning. So you got to kind of either fresh or rusty Dalvin Cook coming back. I mean, I think uh, the Vikings are going to come out early and look good. Like their game script is going to be good. They're going to come out the first two drives, look awesome. They'll put up like 10 points early. And then the Saints just blow the fucking doors off the rest of the game. They've been playing so well on offense and just killing people and everybody knows the ball's going to Mike Thomas and it just goes there anyway. I don't know how yeah. this keeps happening. Kamara's back. He's finally scoring touchdowns and looking like his old self. Yeah, right on time. For my the <laughs> right other on time guy for the fantasy fantasy playoffs season. to be over. <laughs> um predictions. I'm saying Saints over Vikings 40 to 17. Whoa. That's big. Uh Saints in an OT thriller. Woo! Wow, you think Kirk Cousins gets up for this one? Yeah, 2023. Is it still feelings from residual, you know, what-ifs from the uh, from the, the shipping him off? I mean, I guess sort of, but I think it's more just the history of these two teams in the playoffs. It's not going to – nothing's easy between these two. 
And I think it's that's going to hold true. 2023 Saints. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with Hardigan on this one. I won't give it such a wide blowout. I'll go. I'll do the one dollar thing where I bring it into a more like you know, I'm not going over, so I win the prediction. If this is a competition, and it should be sure. Saints by a dollar, that's what we have. I'm going to so. say Saints by one dollar, uh, aka thirty-five twenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then we got the last game, Sunday, 140, Seahawks at Eagles. My, my, my. Um, I mean, look, Seahawks coming off potentially a devastating loss. I mean, you are stopped at the inch line away from playing a home playoff game against uh, a much weaker opponent to now all of a sudden we have to pick the pieces back together with, like, hurt players and new guys who are learning the offense still between offense alignment and running backs and they're shuffling receivers around other than their top two guys. And you got to go cross country to Philly against a team who's played really well at home this season. Um, I obviously I'm making the case for the Eagles. You know, what's insane. The Eagles won the Super Bowl like two years ago. They're going to take the field this Sunday with one starter from that team on offense left. And that's Jason Kelsey, the center. Every other guy is different than just the team fucking two years ago. So you're going to tell me these guys aren't hungry, that they, they, that they don't want to see. They've seen all their teammates do this thing, and now it's their turn. I really like the fact that, uh, you know, they haven't had their chance to play playoff football before, or they were backups or what? something. Um, yeah. yeah, always an advantage when you have no playoff experience. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Listen, these guys have it's it's a little thing called the juice, and I think that this Philly team has the Dear juice. Wow. No, okay? I, I look, I believe a hundred percent in Carson Wentz and Boston Scott. The rest of them idiots, I don't know. You're not you're not sold on Greg Ward. No yet. chance. I do believe. Josh, I believe the who's that back that got hurt in front of Scott. I believe him getting hurt was the best thing ha- that happened to you guys. That's Boston crazy. Scott is really about that action. He is good. He's, he's uh, NFC Player of the Month or Week this week. Yeah. Not that that matters at all. Um, there's I, look this Eagles team. Just we've been first of all, I've avoided piercing my dick. So thank you to the prediction six weeks ago or however long that. Happened. That's a real shame. Um, you should still I, I mean, do it. I think. I think we should let this bet ride into the playoffs. You yeah. believe clearly that you're going to win this playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks. I say you put your dick where your mouth is. Fact. I mean, I did that when we were like four and seven or some shit. <laughs> and then it came to fruition. And we well, won put out. It back yeah, in you got to be feeling uh, put it, it. Put it back in your mouth. Yeah. Let it, let it, let's put our dick where the, let's put our dick where our mouths are. <laughs> What is it? Let's put our mouths where our dicks are. <laughs> I just want to hear what is your what is the way that the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year? Like what what happens in that alternate reality? Okay, so the path to the Super Bowl for this Eagles team, sadly enough, reminds me of what the Giants did like ten or twelve years ago, right? Where they just have a really good defensive line. I think our D-line is kind of underrated at this point. Tim Jernigan and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and um, Derek Barnett have come alive and are just kind of controlling the game. I know Saquon had one long run, 
But if you look at everything else between him and Zeke and uh, the skins, I know the NFC East opponents aren't great, but we they've kind of silently no one can run on this team. I, by the way, I would, I would stop naming Eagles players that you think are going to step Fine. up because those guys are going to get hurt. You, there is That's, a curse hey, on this point, team. Man. Anyone our D-line is kind of our D line is kind of the only healthy part of the team. Um, and they've kind of taken it upon themselves. And so I think that if the Eagles somehow find themselves ahead in any of these games and the other team has to throw to win, we're, we're actually in an okay position there. What we can't do is fall behind early. We're not in any sort of position to claw back our way back into games. We've done a good job of that the last like three or four weeks of getting early leads and then just kind of playing with those. Um, so it, look, that's the path to the Super Bowl. I know it's extremely unlikely. I'm not going to bet my cock on the Super Bowl. I will do it this week because the Seahawks O-line is banged up. Um, uh, but I really think that if we jump out to an early lead, uh, it's going to be tough for Seattle to get back, e- even though Russell Wilson is legitimately terrible. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, well, what do we know 10. about the Seahawks? I got, I got they Seahawks play... by 10, no matter what you say. <laughs> Look, what do we know about the Seahawks? They play close games no matter how good or bad their opponents are. That's agreed. It's always it's always down to the last possession. That's just who they are for whatever fucking reason. They've played more one-score games than any other team this Can any season. of you explain why they didn't review the pass interference? Uh, I can't. What the fuck I was it? Know. Is it's a bang bang play, Jamel, and uh, they just let the guys play in, in time. They've like got that. 48 cameras set up. <laughs> That's what we were talking about at the uh, beginning of the year, just hooking everybody up to fucking mocap suits. They got and just charting every play perfectly with computers. Yeah, heart rate. Let me know if you're lying. That's next okay, next gen stats. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid of Marshawn or whoever their other backup guy is, Homers or whoever the hell his name is. <laughs> I don't think Seattle's going to be able to run the ball. So, obviously, Russell's capable of making plays out of nothing. So, he's the X factor. He's done it before. If It's going to be on him, honestly. Can Russell Wilson carry this game? Yes. He, obviously, he can. Will he is, I guess, yes. the question. I think the Eagles will make uh, one or two more big plays. Um, and I say Eagles over Seahawks 26-24, fucking just by the hair of your nuts. You're wild. I believe that. I actually subscribe to the idea that the Eagles play down to their opponents, just like you guys play up to the level you need to to keep you feeling hopeful for them to win a Super Bowl. But uh, I do think that it's a, it's a Seattle – you know, they, they're going to go down early. You're going to feel some real serious juice, 10, maybe even 15 or 13 points, 17 points up. And then they just kind of slowly and methodically come back. And since you guys are nowhere near as good as the Niners, they'll actually come back all the way and win it. If we're up 17 and we blow this game at home in the playoffs, not only will I pierce my cock, I'll cut it off. See, what? that's what I was and baiting you can... into, making an even crazier bet. Yeah. And we'll Instagram, We've gone full a severed, we'll Instagram a severed penis with a new little like like bull ring on it. So, uh, look, we're not going to blow a 17-point lead at home. But, I look, obviously, Russell Wilson is, is terrifying. So, anything can happen with the Seahawks. Can game. you just stop talking about the Eagles, please? Danny, do you have a, pre- a score prediction? I just said it. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a final field goal and or touchdown. I'm gonna say twenty seven twenty. 
Okay. Okay, let's uh let's move on to our mailbag. Wait, we didn't get one uh, from Jamel. And also 3020, 3020 Seahawks. 3020 yeah, sounds good. They're, they're going to win by 10. I yeah. believe uh also I did not make an actual prediction for the Texans and, and uh Bills game, so I'm going to say 2 to 2 on that. It's a tie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You've got mail. Moving on, mailbag. Uh it's playoff time. The mailbag is overflowing. Somehow, even though we're doing this remotely, we all have mail in our rooms. Okay. The shit makes no sense, but thank you for sending it. Um, I'll just start. I'll, I'll just grab one right now. It says, uh, "Dear, sorry, we love football. It's been a rough year to be a football fan. Thanks for being the show that points out what sucks about the game and holding all the rotten apples accountable. I feel like your voice and mine were the voices that 2019 needed. Here's the new beginnings and fresh starts. Go Bills. Take care now." Signed, Orenthal James Simpson. Uh, the guy keeps writing in. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. It's the juice. He is a fan, and uh, you know, I think he's probably rooting for the Bills right now, so he's feeling it. He <laughs> likes your predictions, and you don't want OJ on the Chiefs bandwagon. He doesn't get a seat. Well, he did put on the full-on Mahomes costume for Halloween, and <laughs> if it wasn't OJ Simpson doing it, I would have really been able to respect it it's tough what about it feels weird what about kato kalen can he go kato kalen can do whatever he wants he didn't murder anybody he just helped cover it up a little bit okay (laughs) uh jamal you got a piece of mail i actually think kato did it uh i have a no i have a letter um there's a title (laughs) kato did it i got a letter from um uh mike the uh, cruise coordinator from Carnival Horizon. Uh, mm. Hello, Jamel. Uh, really enjoy the podcast. Uh, been a fan all season. Love your takes. Hope you enjoyed your stay on our beautiful Carnival Horizon cruise ship. Uh, we apologize for stealing $400 from you. And also making you watch the Redskins game on mute. <laughs> while, the, while the Dolphins lost to the Bengals on 25 different TV screens. Uh, we're not going to give you your money back, but here's 10 Larimar necklaces <laughs> from the Grand Turk Island, uh, known for their Larimar crystals. Uh, from me to you, uh, all the best now, Mike, event coordinator, Carnival Horizons. I ain't got something. <laughs> this, this cruise ship just continues to haunt Jamel. Uh, Let me ask Jamel, did you take advantage of the cruise ship policy to allow you to have as many dinners as you can eat? I did. I ate a few too many dinners. Uh, there's just ice cream cones out the ass. We, Me and the bros, it took us all of the trip to figure out how to hang out. They had like a 24-hour pizza thing. We were supposed to just like post up at the 24-hour pizza with a Bluetooth speaker. We did it on the last <laughs> night. Everyone loved it. Big ups to Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> we, have to, we should just uh, do a supercut of all of Jamel's product placements from the season. <laughs> no, seriously, right? So There's many. three a week. I got a letter here. 
I'm, I'm going, as you know, from the bottom of the bag, but I found this real gem. This is actually not even directed to me, but we'll, uh, we'll read it anyway. Hey, guys, love the show. This letter is coming from a group of concerned Eagles beat writers, radio hosts, and Twitter personalities, such as Bleeding Green Nation, Jimmy Kemsky, at Eagles Fan Probs, and the Sports Gambling Podcast. As you know, we are being forced, as part of our job, to post insane pro-Eagles propaganda in order to get clicks. But we've been getting RT'd and faved a lot lately by your co-host, Dan Hardigan. And our fear is that he may be buying in too far on the notion that the Eagles could somehow win the Super Bowl. This is false. The Eagles have zero chance of winning it all, and furthermore, of winning even one playoff game. We'd like to apologize to Mr. Hardigan for spreading such obviously misleading information about the state of the team, including how the receivers are better than you think, the defense is peaking at the right time, and Carson Wentz is a stud. For the record, the Eagles are not a good or competitive playoff team. Hopefully this clears up any further issues, and we look forward to more 9-7 and seven seasons in the future. Thanks for following us, Dan, and go Birds. Unfucking believable. Blistering review. How dare you? <laughs> I gotta say, how dare that's gonna be use, hard to hear. How dare you go to the like section of our shared Twitter account <laughs> and look at everything that I've been liking, yeah. looking at. This is not from me. This is from your own guys. Yeah, they wrote that to him, Dan. Chill out. So it's just a conspiracy to make me sad. Yeah. I think they're they are admitting that they have to post stuff that's not true. Because it's a business, and you got businesses run on likes. But they're apologizing to you for lying to you and making you feel like the been... Eagles could win. I think that's a class move. You asked me the path to a Super Bowl victory. I think they can win one playoff game. Uh, I think there's a big difference there, and I don't think it's crazy to think that. Well, apparently the Eagles' bleeding green nation thinks it is. All right, let's go to final thoughts. Uh, you know what? I'll start. Eagles football is alive and well. God damn it. it feels nice to enter into a new Fuck, fucking decade where we're on top as usual. We're kings of the fucking division. Our coach and our staff is intact, and the future is bright, baby. My personal happiness hinges on the success of this team, and the past month has been, been an awesome way to end the year. Happy New Year, everybody. Go Birds. Okay, I'm next. <laughs> uh, I will counter by saying the NFC East is the worst division in football, <laughs> and it has been for some time now. That's why every year for the past 15 years, someone else has won the shit. No one ever is in except, charge. Except for They're us. not in charge. In 2017. 2017. Yeah, that was two years ago. The winner, there's never been a repeat winner, you fucking tool bag. <laughs> Uh, can't wait to watch the playoffs. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, be with your loved ones. Uh, give them a hug. Uh, and gang, gang. Danny, final thoughts? I mean, the, and, and I just want to point out first, this isn't quite a final thought, but that, you know, Jamel talking about the NFC East being shitty, that call's coming from inside the house. So you have to believe it. Fact. Uh, my final thought, I guess it's also, you know, self-serving in, in its own way, but I got to, I, this is a legit one. I just want to say how much Kevin Harlan fucking rules 
You guys, that guy's awesome. What a fucking call during the Chiefs game. But not only that. I mean, the man's got a body of work. He called the the black cat on the field during the Giants game. Managed to do the exact same thing of calling two simultaneous events during this Chiefs game when the Chiefs were scoring the go-ahead touchdown to put him out of reach against the Chargers. Meanwhile, Fitzpatrick throwing the touchdown in the back of the end zone and winning the bye for the Chiefs and, and the Patriots dynasty going down. Harlan, total class, no pressure, did it all the way through without even blinking, had the whole thing going. You got to listen to that clip. It's just, it's exhilarating. And the dude's voice, it's just, it's always on point. He just, he knows when to freak out and he knows when to kind of, you know, matter of fact some shit. He's, he's, he's probably the best announcer in the game. I'm going to say it. I know people are jizzing all over Romo and uh, I don't know who, who else even qualifies that people like. I mean, there's some Nance heads out there. Maybe you're a, maybe you're an old school Al Michaels Collinsworth type of dude. Not me, man. Give it, give, give me Harlan for the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Saints, Kevin Harlan with the call. And he's, and he's simultaneously commenting on both the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl and me literally masturbating in my own living room in front of everybody that I've invited, because that's what I would do. We love you. And Kevin don't Harlan. forget to listen. And don't forget to listen on Bluetooth. <laughs> Big ups to Bluetooth. Big ups to Bluetooth. Carnival Cruises. Uh, <laughs> what, what else we got? We got Red Robin. Families, families dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, enjoy the playoff games. Uh, thanks for listening. And as always, we're sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Lo, lo siento, poppies and mommies. <laughs>